Welcome to Discurious Media. This is That's a Crime. I'm Jason Connell. And I'm Sal Rodriguez. All right, Sal. We are back for another crime. Yeah. I hope you read slowly on this one. Speak <laughs> yeah. slowly, read slowly, because you know what? There's a lot of information to digest. So this is not a much. simple crime. No, it is not a simple crime. We will discuss it nice and slow, Sal. <laughs> for me. And today we are breaking down the true crime story of the hacker still $30 million in Bitcoin and Ethereum from Crypto.com in 2022. So Sal, this is the first crime Wait, we've done. 2022, this, this is right year. now. This is so current. Whoa, yes. this is the most recent crime we've ever talked yeah. about ever. <laughs> We're on the coattails of this crime. Wow. But before we go any further, Sal. Oh, yes. How about a word from our sponsor? Support for That's a Crime is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming and offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, and with this exclusive offer, you'll get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code That's a Crime at manscaped.com. Very good. Okay, back to the hackers. So, Sal, much like on our earlier episode, Illegal Bitcoin Mine Raided in 2021, perhaps it's best to start with a few definitions of maybe sure. Bitcoin and Ethereum, just real basic stuff. We're going to take a leap of faith that people have heard of cryptocurrency by now. I'm going to assume that. I mean, or at least know just enough to be able to follow along. Exactly. So Bitcoin is a decentralized digital currency that you can buy, sell, and exchange directly without an intermediary like a bank. And Bitcoin's creator, Satoshi Nakamoto, originally described the need for an economic payment system based on cryptographic proof instead of trust. And that's really it. I like that idea. I it's like good, that. Right? You know why? You know why I like that? Because currently, before cryptocurrency, really you have to involve a bank exactly. at some point How in else? the transaction. Yeah. yeah, whether it be a check or even Venmo, whatever. Even PayPal. Anything has a bank backing it. There you go. And I never liked the idea that you have to involve a bank. Yeah. Like I, I always kind of resented that, that we have to have the bank involved, which is why I was a big fan of cash and still am a big fan of cash. I feel like cryptocurrency is for the lovers of cash. Like, it may seem counterintuitive that, well, if you love cash, why would you like crypto? But crypto would be like cash, unlike checks and PayPal's, right? Right. right. I wish we lived in a barter system. <laughs> a barter town. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I'll give you that haircut if I get this in exchange. So, <laughs> And you've got a lot of bartering stuff there, Sal. You could barter your way all over the place with all that collection behind you. I understand collectible toys will be the currency during the apocalypse. You are ahead of the curse. <laughs> Way ahead. So now Ethereum is a platform powered by blockchain technology that is best known for its native cryptocurrency, but it is also a programmable blockchain that finds application in numerous areas, including DeFi, decentralized finance, smart contracts, and NFTs, non-fungible tokens. And so in layman's terms, NFTs are essentially one-of-a-kind digital assets. I'm sure you've heard of them now. A lot of buzz sure. going on. Oh, yeah. And I got to say this as well. The founder of Ethereum, he founded it at 21. He's 27 now. But oh. Vitalik Buterin, unbelievable. This guy, obviously kid genius. 
Well, he's going to be, uh, I don't know if he's already, but will be on the famous Forbes 40 under 40. There you go. Yeah. Should be on the 30 list too. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make me feel bad about my life at all. These guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, now as far as crypto.com goes, I mean, this is the well-known cryptocurrency exchange and I've heard of them. I have, but personally, I use Coinbase and Voyager as well as Robinhood for my very minor crypto holdings I should have. But I was aware of crypto.com, thought about using them, but kind of went with these other platforms instead for whatever reasons. But crypto.com's popularity has been growing, I've noticed. And most recently, they're running this viral commercial you may or may not have seen with Matt Damon in it. I haven't seen that one. You haven't seen it? Well, it runs a lot during football games. And also, I'll go to the movie theater and there's the commercial again. So, it's getting lots of airtime. And I'm just curious if it's Matt Damon because he played Will Hunting, a mathematician. Is there any connection there? Or is it just because we trust Matt Damon so much? I forgot that he was a mathematician. I remember him being a genius in Goodwill Hunting, but I don't remember his topic. Well, he was a genius who they tried to make be a mathematician, but oh, he could okay. figure all those things out. So he's so brilliant. He knows all mm-hmm. the, you know, he has all the answers. So anyway, maybe there's a tie in there. But, you know, speaking of celebrities beyond Matt Damon, there's commercials running constantly with Tom Brady endorsing FTX, which is another cryptocurrency exchange. So it's obviously a growing force. These exchanges, these celebrities getting behind it. So, what happens when you have more eyeballs and traction? You become more of a target, as you know. Jason, let me ask you this question. I don't necessarily expect you to know the answer to this, but what's the end game for these cryptocurrency companies? Is it to just abolish the US dollar or actual tangible currency? Do they want to eliminate cash? What is the end goal in mind here? Yeah, there's some maximalists who would probably agree with that. I am not of that. Like, oh, the dollar's dead. It's got to be digital currency. I don't think anyone wants to be left behind, Sal. Even that commercial with Matt Damon, that's what it's about. Like, take a leap forward, you know, these moments in time. And he's kind of like in the National Museum or or maybe even the Smithsonian, but you see an inventor and he's like, this is that next step. Go with us into the future. I think that's part of it. No one wants to be left behind. And there are these maximalists who say, hey, here's every reason why your dollar's not going to be worth anything in three years. So, I like to kind of never be on one side or the other, just kind of in the middle. I'm interested in it, but I'm small player. These platforms are competing against each other, Sal. They're trying to get customer bases. I mean, even when I was learning more about it, there's a lot of, you know, FTX wasn't even around that I knew of. Mm. So, look for them more and more making a splash. Obviously, they have some money to run this type of commercial and I'm not going to stop there. This is news to me. I didn't know this, but Crypto.com made a splash recently with a $700 million deal to rename the Staples Center in Los Angeles. Now will be called Crypto.com Arena. And that actually happened Christmas 2021, Christmas Day. So, Mm. it's already a done deal. The Lakers and the Clippers will be playing at Crypto.com Arena, concerts, the Grammys. I'm like, wow, that's big time, Sal. That is big time, but I'm, I'm also concerned that it's went from a center to an arena. Is it no longer a center? Yeah, I, I don't know why they came up with that. <laughs> yeah, they shrunk it and the, yeah, I don't know. Maybe crypto.com center was just too clunky. Not sure. You know, I just want to say this for the benefit of, of anybody who's still learning about crypto or still has questions about crypto, is that it's happening. You cannot yeah. deny that. Exactly. I was in Arco buying gas and lottery tickets. And I see a Bitcoin ATM. There's an ATM, says Bitcoin. So I guess you go up, put your card in, and you can exchange some of your Bitcoin 
net worth for what? 20, 30 bucks. How much are you going to take out of the ATM at the, at the Arco? What? 40 bucks? Whatever you want, a couple hundred. I mean, it's all, I'm sure it's on the fractional withdrawal system. Whenever I bought crypto, I'm not buying whole crypto, so it's like all fractional. So yeah, they might go up and say, give me a hundred dollars. It's like an ATM, but I don't advise that. It's such a volatile thing. Do you really want to spend a hundred dollars? It goes back to that guy who bought two pizzas worth, uh, you know, billions of dollars of crypto now. So when, when do you really want to start using it? Right now, there's a lot of people are just becoming holders hoarders. They're just getting it and seeing what happens. So, I'm not that fluid where I want to spend it. Now, I do have a couple Dogecoin and more platforms are using that now, like AMC and other things are like, hey, you can use your Dogecoin. Well, that's under a dollar, right? So, if you're Mm -hmm. spending that, the chances of that hitting these highs that we're seeing with Bitcoin and Ethereum, I'd be more apt to use that. But I I have a card from Coinbase. However, there's a transactional fee in Sal. I hate transactional fees. So I've never used it to to spend any doge or anything like that. I hate fees too. And I remember I, you know, I, I always say back back in my day in the yeah. internet, back in the early internet, you didn't have to pay any fees. Yeah. There was no was service free. fee. That's how they got you to buy on the internet is by telling you there's no fees. Now that everybody's online, they're like, fees are back. And we're like, oh, and I'm like, back in my day and I'm the old guy. I know. But anyway, my point is, Jason, ATMs at the Arco, it's here, it's happening, look around, and yes, don't miss out. I would just caution anybody, and I'm I'm saying this for myself and others, do not miss out because it's happening now. It is. So as for the crime that we're here to cover- Oh, yeah. With the hackers, (laughs) on January 17th, 2022, also Martin Luther King Day- Crypto.com was attacked by cyber criminals who breached its security systems and made off with more than $30 million in stolen Bitcoin and Ethereum. Oh, and there's no information at this time as far as we know on who did it. So I'm assuming there's no arrest. And Sal, bigger question. Are you missing any crypto? Yeah, I am. I'm missing uh, (laughs) a... I left a Bitcoin (laughs) in my other pants. (laughs) <laughs> no, you're not in the crypto space just yet, as far as I no, know. So. not yet. No, 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 no. But uh, I'm still trying to learn the stock market. Now, all of a sudden, they pull the rug out from under me. You know? So, as for the cyber attack, Crypto.com said the hackers managed to bypass its two-factor authentication system. And it's also known as 2FA. They use this little lingo, and we'll use it in this episode a lot. Yeah. But they withdrew the funds from 483 customer accounts, Sal. So they got in there, got access, and we'll talk more about that shortly. But let's go over the totals first. And the unauthorized withdrawals totaled, go ahead, tell us. 443.93 Bitcoin, Mm -hmm. 4,836.26 Ethereum, and approximately 66,200 US dollars in other currencies. Right, yeah. But Sal, I included the day's highs below for you to take a look at on that particular day, because it's such a volatile market, it's hard to really know, but what those two cryptocurrencies were worth at that time. Bitcoin was at 43,179.39 and Ethereum 3,355.82. Now again, those were the highs for the day. But if you took, you know, I kind of went off what I read and here's how much was stolen approximately. 18.6 18.6 million in Bitcoin, 15.2 million in Ethereum. That's a lot of money. That gets you over the 30 million mark. It's just north of that. And you can see the big disparity in the two. People are like, whoa, that's Bitcoin started off. I'm talking, go back a few years, several years. It's 
a thousand, two thousand. It hits these new highs and stays, and sometimes it peaks. It was like sixty-five recently, and then it's back down. But Ethereum, they don't just have a currency, as I said earlier. They're also a platform that people can make NFTs on. And so I've always said, like, that's a very robust great market to be into because it's not just this coin that's going to go up and down like doge is this kind of like fun mocking coin uh, you know that came out a joke coin you know it's like a dog doge coin but ethereum is an amazing platform now the number is far apart but ethereum is also very very valuable but you can see how much was stolen from each and I'm a customer. I'm a small player, Sal. I wake up in the morning and see that my accounts are dipped and I didn't do it. I've never taken Ethereum or Bitcoin out of mine. I would be panicking. Well, you'd have to exactly know how much you had. For example, it says here, withdrew the funds from 483 customer accounts. So that Mm -hmm. amount that they stole, 18.6 million in Bitcoin, 15.2 million in Ethereum, was spread out over Yes. 483 accounts, right? Okay, so each of those people, I wonder how long it took for them to be made notified. Did they realize right away? Did the bank have to contact them? I mean, would you notice automatically like tomorrow, if you look at your accounts, you're going to know if if something's missing? You might get alerts, you know, like, hey, you had a withdrawal. I have uh, alerts on. So, that's a a transaction that would notify me. And yes, Yes. that did happen. I don't get into the customers because it was not that much information, but it was a lot of panic. Like, yeah. hey, what is this? And they were tweeting, they were texting. Some people just tweet, so it's answered probably faster because they're trying yeah. to put a fire out. Well, here's some good news, just to let everyone know. All of the funds that were stolen were fully reimbursed. Whoa. And Sal, that's not always the case. I have heard horror stories in the past where crypto was gone. It's like, sorry, customer. So they were immediately, I mean, again, this is crypto.com. Things are different now. They've got a lot of publicity, a lot of press. So they reimbursed everything, but they were trying to put a fire out, appease their customers and figure out what's compromised. How are these hackers getting in and what can stop them? And we'll get into the weeds a little bit on this in a minute, but let me ask you this. When you say that they were fully reimbursed, do you mean crypto.com reimbursed them? Yes. Yes. Wow. Okay. You know what? It's like, Sal, you, you're missing 3.5 Bitcoin, mm-hmm. which would be pretty good money. And you're missing uh, you know, 30 Ethereum. It's back in your account now. You know what? That's commendable. That's commendable. Exactly. Well, that, they're yeah. trying to build trust. Yeah. This isn't some fly-by-night operation. I mean, they got Matt Damon, Sal. <laughs> Matt Damon. And they've got Staples, sorry, X Staples Center. Yes, you know, yes. I'm assuming the Lakers and the Clippers are going to play there. I have not read that. Maybe, uh, who knows, but uh, they have that place now, the Crypto.com Arena. So, according to Coindesk, a publication puts out articles, about 4,600 Ethereum of the ones that were stolen from Crypto.com were being laundered on Tornado Cash. Now, Sal, that is a platform built to improve transaction privacy by breaking the on-chain link between source and destination addresses. So, hey, I stole this or I got this from you. I'm over here on this kind of not dark web, but an arena that I can sell it and I can do a private transaction because the blockchain records every transaction. If I pay Sal Rodriguez in Bitcoin or Ethereum, that transaction is imprinted on the blockchain. It's yeah. always there. That transaction. If I give you a dollar, who knows? You know, or $100. So it, this was an area that immediately money was shifted here to Tornado Cash and people were trying to sell them. Well, because what once you steal the Bitcoin, mm-hmm. you have to then 
launder it, right? You don't have to do that at all. I mean, listen, I'm not in the business of stealing Bitcoin or even Ethereum, but most people would hoard it. But these are hackers. They're trying to make money. They're probably saying, yeah, we got all this. We'll take pennies on the dollar. Yeah, let's go to you know, Tornado Cash and pass these off. So very interesting. I never even heard of this. The whole point of Bitcoin is that it's trackable and traceable, right? I thought the whole point, one of the whole points was mm-hmm. that you can't steal Bitcoin. You would think, but there's still enough people that can get around it. Are they hang on to it so long? I don't understand that. To me, you could always trace it back to the blockchain, but there has been a lot of people who have misused it over time. That's one of the wow. biggest detractors. The haters say, oh no, you're going to launder and we're not going to know. Yeah. But it's like, well, this is actually a smarter system. So there's a lot of debate on that for sure. Well, I think what we're learning is that we were told that theft would was preventable or at least once the thieves stole the money, they couldn't necessarily go spend it or get rid of it. So I think the truth is, when it comes to technology, there's always going to be people who can infiltrate. There's always going to be the hackers. Yeah. Always yeah. one step ahead of law enforcement, as I always say. Yes, absolutely. And not to mention, Crypto.com reimbursed the money. Very nice and, and respectable and commendable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no FDIC insurance. No. Not that I know of. Okay. What if crypto said, well, sorry, folks, what yeah. recourse do people have? Well, they're not going to be building their business. <laughs> okay. So, but in other words, you can, what, can they try to sue crypto.com? What I don't know, and we're only going to get into how they were hacked and how they want to prevent it. What we don't know is, were they able to get to Tornado Cash and say, those 4,600 Ethereum came from us and we can prove it. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Wow. It's just, everything's trackable. I'm sure they yeah. have a team of people hanging on to those assets, right? And while in the meanwhile, keeping your customers happy. We got hacked and here's your money back. I mean, it's good advertising for them. It's good business. Okay. Well, so far I'm on board. I, I really, I respect that. I do. So as for the two-factor authentication, 2FA system in which the hackers penetrated crypto.com, they say they're sticking with it for now, Sal. They're sticking with this system, the 2FA, but not for long. And Sal, I'm assuming you're familiar with this type of technology when you're dealing with Apple or Google, when you log in and you got to have a secondary login, right? You're used to the 2FAs, right? I think I've done that with Apple. Uh, Yeah, maybe Google too. Not necessarily Yahoo. Yeah, right. Probably but not. yeah, Apple and Google probably. But for the layman out there, just trying to give a basic definition, why don't you at least break down what this type of authentication is? Essentially, this multi-step security system requires users to provide two distinct forms of identification, such as a one-time passcode in addition to a password when logging into an online account. The commonly used security measure provides an extra layer of protection against weak passwords which mine are, while being used by industries across the board, 2FA is considered a must for digital currency accounts. Okay. But now upon discovery of the breach, Crypto.com revoked all customer 2FA tokens and used the 14 hours of downtime from withdrawal activity to revamp. So customers were then migrated to a completely new 2FA infrastructure as an additional security measure. However, such breaches raise the question of the reliability of 2FA in keeping digital assets safe from hackers. So Crypto.com plans to ditch 2FA for true multi-factor authentication, MFA. Now, before I go too far into that, Sal, is your password like 
your cat's name and some numbers or something or your birthday, you can share it with us. It's Whiskey 1973. <laughs> <laughs> done. Done. So Rodriguez got that down in my notes. But interesting. So they're sticking with this system right now, which we, you and I have dealt with. But this other system, I've also dealt with this on certain platforms. Not as many. MailChimp had me do this. There's a few that it's like, okay, it's kind of a pain in the butt. I'm not going to lie because you usually have to have another device handy. And Apple does the same thing too. Like I have Apple Watch, phone, computer. If you log in on one, it's like sometimes it wants you to go to the other one to get the code. But why don't you give us a real quick example or definition or something about MFA? Well, I will tell you this, Jason, before I tell you that, I enjoy this topic. As much as I respect authentication, I look at the way that it's done. I mean, because authentication could be anyway from a retinal scan, you have a fingerprint on your phone, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can have the passwords, you can have the, we'll send you the text and you give us the passcode and all that. I'm thinking that my favorite is voice. Yeah. Voice authentication, which isn't used that much. And as podcasters, I love the most because I have used voice authentication love and it. I would imagine that has to be one of the most reliable. That reminds me of the movie Sneakers. You ever see that movie, Robert Redford? Did they use voice authentication? Well, in the movie, there was a scene where it's like they had to get his voice and he's like, my voice is my password. And they, oh, they, got, they, got, yes. him, they got him saying it and they used that to get in the building. And this was wow. like early 90s. So, they were cutting edge. <laughs> but uh, very cool. You're but right They're about still that. using that today. I just recently did some sort of voice authentication, I think maybe with the utility company or something like that. Yeah. They use that. So anyway, I like to think that that's a reliable one because otherwise they're sending me codes or sending me passwords. I have to say, however, you've brought up a good point. We are podcasters. Our voice is out there on many, many episodes that someone could take that, (laughs) slice it up and get access to everything. Really? Somebody could take our voices and get access to our accounts. Well, hey, good luck, people. Hey, good luck. Good luck to you. <laughs> we well, have I don't much. know. They may get some Bitcoin from you. For me, they're no, going to get no, some, no, some, no, no. They some, won't get some uh, Walmart action figure accounts is what they're going to get. But let me ask you a question. True multi-factor authentication, or MFA, a common example of multi-factor authentication is using a password together with a code sent to your smartphone to authenticate yourself. Another example is using a combination of a card, something you have, and a PIN, something you know. That's common. Yeah. Use that for sure. Absolutely. And I do like it. It is a pain, but as we're dealing with things, I've thought about this. I mean, listen, there is something to be said about crypto as well. If you ever lost your Bitcoin codes, your your numbers, you would yeah. essentially lose it. Those are like missile codes. Yeah. You have like cold storage. And right now I'm trusting the platforms I'm on and I'm getting, I'm not like, I don't have this huge account, but it's like, oh yeah, you have a digital wallet. You can withdraw, you know, take it out of your computer, keep it in a few safe places. But as you get into this type of technology, you realize I want more barriers. You know, I got to authenticate here. I got to authenticate there. So I used to think, oh, what a pain. But now, I mean, this is, yeah. Next level, and I like that crypto.com is doing it. I'm sure the platforms I'm using are on the same path, Coinbase and Voyager, as well as Robinhood. But yeah, unfortunately, Sal, despite these efforts to go to this new tighter system, which need to happen, of course, to ensure trust and faith, criminals, hackers, skimmers, scammers will inevitably be lurking in the shadows, I'm afraid. As we've said on previous shows as well, episodes, they're always one step ahead. Jason, in not only stories that you and I have covered on That's a Crime, but just flipping through the web and reading about other cyber crimes, mm-hmm. is it just me or is nobody ever caught? <laughs> totally. 
yeah. Well, we had we did have a hacker get caught. Remember that? Which guy was that? Which guy? Facebook, was that? Google. Oh yes, yes, yes. yes it was yes. a pretty the elaborate scheme. Fake, he sent the fake invoices. Yeah, and but he did very well for a long time, yeah. and probably yes. too well, and milked it too much. But yeah. that was a catch, and I was happy to see that. Wow. So. Okay. Well, okay. Well, you know, I have mixed emotions about the whole thing. I'm not like hating the guy who robbed crypto, you know? Yeah, right. It's not like he stuck a gun in someone's face and stole their wallet, you know? That that guy, I want off the street. These people, of course, I don't want them doing this. But at the same time, I mean, uh, how would them robbing crypto affect you and me? That your account may be at risk now, right? It's not that you're going to lose anything from this. Because you know how they say all the retailers for years, because of shoplifters is why our prices have to go up. They would always blame the shoplifters when they raise the price. Or all these companies now can blame these cyber thieves, these hackers, whenever they raise their fees or prices. Well, I say uh, stop the hackers. Do your best. If the attack was so severe, and we're not talking $30 million, let's just say it was $300 million, a billion, could wow. they really pay all that out? So, I mean, be leery. I also went with a few accounts because, hey, what if this person went sketchy? And I like to diversify my minor micro holdings, but, but still work with a few companies. Don't put all your eggs in one basket and mm. just stay up on things. So, this is very recent. This won't be the last time. It sure as heck wasn't the first time hackers hit somebody. No. And we'll probably come back and do more crypto crimes like this, unfortunately. I have a feeling we will be here again for this. Yeah. We keep coming back and covering everything, Sal, from what exactly? That's a crime covers everything from a misdemeanor to a murder. That we do. And I mean that. We do. Hey, you, you know what? This yeah. is absolutely true, Jason. You know, I just came back from Arizona. I was talking to a friend, told him about that's a crime. Mm -hmm. The first thing he asked me was, do you guys talk about D.B. Cooper? Absolutely true. That's no, you're kidding me. He'd never heard our show. And he asked me if we talk about D.B. Cooper. And I'm like, that was our premiere episode. That's how we launched. <laughs> that's awesome. And he and I talked about what a perfect crime that was. So- you know what? It's it's almost like that crime, the D.B. Cooper crime, kind of set the standard for crime as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. A great episode. So if you haven't heard that one yet, please go back to our first episode. But you know, we're in our 20s now. This is like our 24th crime or something like that. So uh, a lot more to come. Super exciting, Sal. And uh, that covers the hackers steal $30 million in Bitcoin and Ethereum from Crypto.com in 2022. Nice. Well, I'll be back next time for sure. So unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code that's a crime at manscaped.com. Thank you so much for listening. And please be sure to subscribe to the That's a Crime podcast, as well as the That's a Crime YouTube live channel. You can also really help us by giving the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. And for all you listeners that enjoy sharing your thoughts, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, send us a direct message, or post a comment on any That's a Crime social media platform. We also highly recommend checking out our other podcast and visiting JustCuriousMedia.com.